Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Buzz Lightyear. Did, did, you, did you have a did you have a gay, gay kiss at home too? <laughs> I don't believe Buzz does that type I, of stuff. I, I so. think he does. I think I think that's a thing that's gonna that they're doing to, to old Buzz boy. <laughs> so, in case you're wondering, I'm staring at the mirror verse action figure of Buzz Lightyear on the wall. So. Uh, oh, you bought that? Yeah. Cool. Those are good. Well, actually, figures. I got it. Those mirror yeah, universe. They are really good. The uh, the Jack Sparrow one is really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Like, so Jess has the Mickey one. Cool. The, I, got the, her, um, I got her the... The uh, Sorcerer Mickey? Yeah, Sorcerer Mickey, the Donald Duck. Nice. Uh, the, yeah, this Buzz Lightyear. Cool. I think that's it right now. Nice. But, like, there's the other ones. There's Sully, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, the Jack Sparrow, the Goofy one. I mean, that's I can't they're, all, they're all a little goofy. They're, they're dolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh you meant you meant the mog the man dog anyway the, the mog <laughs> so uh did you see the mcfarlane um zombie nightwing batgirl red hood i forget the other one that are coming out i did not they're pretty cool the red hood one is the best the nightwing one is honestly kind of lame it's just like he's got a little torn up on his costume and then, like, he's got, like, a canoe where his part is. And, like, then, like, kind of, like, a like zombie, like, mouth. And that's about it. But the Red Hood one looks freaking cool. Like, the mask is broken. And, yeah. The Batgirl one looks good, too. The Nightwing one, totally lame. So. They could have yeah. done. They could have done so much more. Like, they like they could have been funny and taken, like, a bite out of his butt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, the zombie just looks like, I gotta get, I gotta get, like, some of that man meat. <laughs> anyway um all right so um yeah welcome to weird action figure talk with brian and daryl uh, yeah no all right so this week episode 334 what's up dc comics so we got some news uh variety actually when did they drop this it wasn't too long ago um it was today at 11:03 a.m um pacific time so it was not that long ago uh, from when we're recording this at 6.24 Eastern Standard Time in uh, from the Fortress and whatever your apartment is called. Uh, <laughs> so we are actually going to book in today's episode with DC Stories. So getting started, uh, Ezra Miller, the, his, uh, his adventures continue, right? Yeah, Dude, you could say that. This dumbass Ezra Miller kid, I swear, like... Honestly, the, the the story we're going to book in this episode with, like, hopefully they look at this and be like, you know what? This movie just does not sound like a good idea. So uh, this article from People that came out yesterday, Hawaii couple dismisses restraining order against Ezra Miller two weeks after filing. The couple claimed in their court filing that the Justice League star harassed and threatened them. Um, so it says here, the two high-low residents filed the restraining order against 29-year-old Justice League Fantastic Beast star, according to court documents obtained by people that claim Miller harassed them. According to the Associated Press, the restraining order case was dismissed by a judge on Monday per the couple's request. William Dean, an attorney representing the couple, confirmed to people that his clients decided to d- dismiss the temporary restraining order. It sounds to me like somebody got bought off. Absolutely, they did. So, I mean, because like here's here's my problem is if Ezra Miller burst into my bedroom and told me he was gonna bury me and my slut wife, uh, well, 
one, first he, of all, he would he would be out. missing chiclets. Well, yeah. he would have never walked out at the very least. Alive. So, but yeah, he would he would have been um he would have definitely been unalived. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Talking so, about like the zombie thing we were just saying. Yeah, one hundred percent unalived. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and plus he stole a bunch of their stuff, like social security card, yeah, passports, passport. bank cards, yeah. like, you know. So I, I'm curious, was it Warner Brothers? Was it his people? Because I can't. I mean, I can't imagine he he's responsible with money. Um, or was it like Joe Rowland's people with the Fantastic Beast? Because that comes out today. Oh, that does come. Oh, that does come out this week. Okay. Yeah, the kid and I are going to see it on Sunday. Um, anyway, but yeah, so it's uh this this is a strange story, right? This is a strange dude, and, and the fact that. After everything that ha- has happened with this guy over the last few years, with the uh, with the lady in Iceland that he choke slammed, with like threatening to kill all those KKK people, which again, like threatening to kill KKK people, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time, it's like the KKK isn't really relevant in 2022. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's kind of like okay, like you know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna virtue signal, like and, and say you're gonna do something, like be a man and like pick a group that's active, like Antifa. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand why they stuck with this douchebag in either of these uh, franchises. And we, we talk about this in not just movies, but we know this in sports because we've been around sports our whole lives. Mm-hmm. When people are in certain instances, they this happens where they don't have to pay the price for their transgressions because Sean of money at the fame. Yeah. Excuse me. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Oh, what, what, oh, did, and, and this has happened. I'm sorry. I mean, again, this there. is Sean. <laughs> <laughs> granted, this is, this has happened all through history, but right. you know, more recently and we're talking about entertainment and sports. This is another example of that. Well, I, nothing got, nothing happened to him when he chokes on the woman. Right. You know, oh, and there, there, the police were called, 10 times yeah in two in, weeks uh, dude, in, hawaii. in two weeks yeah in hawaii so Ten i love times. i love the people on twitter who are like this is white privilege no this is a class thing this is because he's some famous ish movie star um who like checks some boxes yeah he he's he, he well he does that he's doing that so he can get away with bad behavior because he knows that's a protected class at the moment yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, and I mean he's 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 a crazy person. He's a hundred percent a crazy person. And what he should be getting is help, and not starring roles in major franchises. Right. So anyway, so we'll see what happens. I mean, like I can't wait to come out like when it comes out to find out what these people, um, ended up getting paid. So. Uh, they absolutely got paid. They're, There's no integrity with those people, none yeah. whatsoever. They're just fame whores. They're, you know. Yes. But I don't. I, I don't. I don't get it. I'm not going to pretend to get it. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, let's move on to to, to be- better news, um, or, or just news, I guess. Uh, Moon Knight came uh, out yesterday. Um, I, I don't know um, if you heard. I don't know it. The only thing about doing a podcast is you can't see the physical reactions. I visibly deflated when you mentioned that. So, uh, you know, Moon Knight is a thing that is happening on Deplus right now. Um, I'm really happy that I canceled it. Uh, 
<laughs> and uh, I don't have that much long left with it. Oh, I guess I have till November with it. Anyway, but I'm really happy that I, I've canceled this and I'm not going to have it after this year. Um, this is not a good show. It, it, it is it is so poorly written in the two episodes that have been written by uh Mohammed Daib the uh the showrunner or the is he the showrunner he's the executive producer he's one of the executive okay. producers i think he's the showrunner anyway he he's 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 written four of the six episodes right and so far the pilot in this one were both awful the second one i give you it was a little bit better you know it had some some pretty cool like effects and and like it kind of moved the story on unfortunately and introduced us to Layla um who is just a garbage character um you know she's that strong powerful whammon character there's no way she beats that dude in a fight especially okay just for anybody who watched moon knight spoilers when you are fighting someone with a knife it it's it doesn't it, it here here's the thing that's important whoever is the stronger person who's holding the knife is going to win that fight a hundred out of a hundred times. Yes. Do you disagree? No. And, and also let's, yeah. let's remind this guy is a professional bodyguard. Right. And he has her and he's like, got the knife going towards her gut and she grabs it with her two feet shorter versus of him hands and stops and holds him there and then gets him away. Now I'm not a small guy. I'm not a big dude. I'm not a, but I'm not a small guy and I'm strong. If that guy trained bodyguard came at me with a knife to my gut and I grabbed his hands, all I did was make that knife go into my stomach slower. <laughs> Seriously, a hundred percent, you know, now if I'm up against like, a, 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 um, you know, a smaller, smaller person like, uh, like Layla. may, may, comma uh comma way or however you say your name like that knife is going into her like it's just i mean you know that it's just the nature of knife fights and yeah you know yeah and, and then the whole fucking oh i always want to call him jeffrey because i know his name is steven but like he just feels like a jeffrey to me like mock don't kill them mock oh mock no, Mark, don't don't do the violence, Mark. Okay, pussy. <laughs> so the writing in this show, I would call it enthused mm -hmm. because there are very, very fascinating aspects of this from an Egyptian mythology standpoint right. with they're talking about the gods and there is a lot of good stuff in here. The problem is the tendrils that are trying to pull them together. They're very weak. Right. And it really showed in this episode. Again, I thought the first episode was meh, but mm -hmm. there again, good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved Oscar Isaacs. I still love Oscar Isaacs. I, the Oscar Isaacs is not the problem with this show. No, not at all. Uh, honestly, the, the, the problem with Oscar Isaacs in this show is he's too good for this show. Yes. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. And the second episode, again, I was very charged because I thought this was moving in the right direction, even though I said, hey, 
we do have to watch it because this has happened before in these shows. And what happens this week? This week was such a letdown. Right. And and it, even when even though I I won't say I was I was sort of expecting it, but I was anticipating it, but not to this level. Well, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, especially because uh, I'm sorry, Mohammed Daib directed is directing these episodes. This episode was written by three people. Three. Bo Bo DeMeo, Peter Cameron, and Sabir Perzada. Okay, the so only good thing about this show, the the oh, let me rephrase this: the only consistently good thing about this show is Ethan Hawke. Yeah, and, and Ethan, he's given horrible dialogue. Horrible. Dialogue. I was just gonna say that. Yes, I was just so, gonna say that. But he's such a badass that he makes it work. So I was just looking at the, some of the, the writing credits for these people. Uh, Sabir has five writing credits, including Moon Knight. Uh, yeah. He had some writing credits for Roswell, New Mexico, which is a, I watched the trip, the, the, um, that was terrible. The first, the original Roswell, totally underrated WBU. Absolutely. hundred percent. Totally underrated. Oh gosh, Bob DeMaio uh, wrote two episodes of The Witcher. Which actually, season? one of the episodes uh, in each season. One actually was good. Betrayer Moon was actually a good episode. Is that in the first season again. That season one, episode three. But the thing about that is he he was basically taking a yeah the okay. short story okay. the the short story and he did a good job. He he was series editor, a story editor okay. for the originals. So not a lot. And then Peter the Cameron. other guy, Pete, yeah, he has. He actually wrote for WandaVision. He, let's see, executive story editor, it says. Okay, here. so so we talked about WandaVision on the phone, right, uh, before, right. before this. So WandaVision is 100% the outlier in, in this. Like, it Wa- is. WandaVision actually worked towards an end goal. It had an engaging story. It was creative. And which is funny because it turned out, like I told you on the phone, that Jack Schaefer is actually retarded at this comic book stuff. If you look at what she did with Black Widow in her reverse. Yes. yes. And uh, so, yeah, I have I have I have zero, zero faith that any of these shows are ever going to be good. Since Black Widow, I mean, the closest we came to that was uh, was Hawkeye. Honestly, yeah. like Hawkeye was the closest that we came to it. And yeah. who even knows, right? Who even knows? Well, it, it's it's again, it's all the this, you know. It's well, it's funny because I just watched Spider Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Look, I, my uh, copy just came in the other day, and I watched Ooh, it uh, Tuesday. And uh, you know how uh, what's her name? MJ says, you know, expect disappointment, and you know that way you won't, you know, you know, expect you know, the worst and that way you won't get disappointed. That's WandaVision. The, because WandaVision started off this whole MCU on Disney plus series thing. I got it in my head that, Hey, all this stuff is going to be good or at least passable. And it has not been the case. It has been pretty much disappointment after disappointment. I know we have three episodes left of moon Knight. I I have no faith that they can. I mean, they can absolutely write the ship. I don't believe they have the talent 
behind the camera. I'm, I mean, like, writing these episodes to write this yeah, shit. I, because... I'm looking at the people writing these episodes, and uh, Peter Cameron and Sabir Pizzada, uh write the are two of the writers on the next episode, and they're two of the writers for the teleplay for the series, hopefully finale. Yeah, and and I would tell you this: there was one surefire way they could have made these last two episodes better right away. Just one thing. What's that? Completely edited out the Layla character. It would still have issues. Don't get me wrong. But I think she is kind of like a force multiplier in the issues with this show. Uh, Because again, there are story issues, story issues in the tonal issues that have nothing to do with her character. But as far as the on-screen action and pacing of the you know, the back and forth between characters, she doesn't add anything to the show. In fact, she takes away from it. And that's a big part of my issue, in addition to the obvious mm-hmm. issues they have with the story. Yeah. Because again, this is, what, this is what ticks me off. There is so much interesting stuff. And again, like I said, I've been going back and reading some Moon Knight stuff. I mean, some of the old stuff and some of the newer stuff. And just the idea of, you know, just Egyptian mythology in general Mm -hmm. and talking about the Egyptian gods, that is fascinating stuff. I've always been fascinated with that. And they touch on some of that thing, like, you know, the council of the, you know, the gods, that was, that was actually an interesting aspect of, I wanted to see more. I want to see more of this Egyptian, you know, lore. And I don't need to see some of the things that they've, they've done and, like you said, when you're talking about Ethan Hawke, yeah, some of his dialogue is just absolutely atrocious, and yeah. he's doing the he's 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 being serviceable with crap they're giving him. Yeah, well, I mean, these uh, idiots writing this show are like uh, questioning what if Apple Inc. co-founder Steve Jobs was a bad guy, and that's what they based part of Arthur Harrow on. But here's the thing: here's what here's actually what would have been a really cool way to do this show: make the show about Arthur Harrow. And have Moon Knight this creature in the background that's trying to stop him, and is thwarting you know, the things that he needs to do at every path. Do you, and and yes. we don't have to worry about Mark Spector. We don't have to worry about Steven. We don't have to worry about Layla. And you know, it, it's just we we get that, and we get um, what's the 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 god's name that they they trapped at the end? Ponchu. Ponchu. Yeah. Like we we just we we get to see Ponchu and like Ponchu. Ponchu. Sorry, that would be yeah. freaking awesome. Well, do you recall the the HBO Spawn animated series they did that where yes. Spawn was a yeah. character, a background character, yeah, and the well, two cops it was about um, were... Twitch and whatever his name was. Yeah, Twitch. Yeah, I couldn't think of the other guy's name, but I I think that would have been fascinating. But again, you're talking about taking a chance, and they're not about taking chances. Well, no. Well, I mean, they took a chance with WandaVision, and I think it was well received for it's... the most part. Yeah, and and then I know people. There were, and again, Wandavision. We're not saying Wandavision was perfect, but no. if you compare, if you line Wandavision up and how, not just the characters that we like, the story itself, the pacing of the story, the beginning, middle, and end of the story of the season, it's it's far superior than anything they've done since. Right. Like bottom line. Yeah. So I mean, again, I'm going to still watch. There's only three episodes. I, it, it's it. This this was a body blow to me. Again, I should have expected it, considering what they've done with the other shows that right. we've seen. Right. Uh, and then they have that god awful 
Miss Marvel coming next, which I have no interest in watching that at all. Yeah. None. No. Oh, no. None whatsoever. None. I mean, um, like, and this, again, this has me like not looking forward to Doctor Strange. Like, I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm very, I'm very concerned. I'll put it that way about Doctor Strange. Although I was concerned about Spider Man, and thankfully, that was a, you know, they hit that out of the park. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it twice in a row though with Doctor Strange. I, I don't, I don't know, especially because they're going to introduce America Chavez and have all of that oh nonsense. And yeah. She's a, such a boring character. And again, just for the Miss Marvel, for people who say it's not written for, for you or whatever, there are, you know how many movies and shows I watch that aren't written for people like me and I love? Most, you know why? Most. Because they're well done. They're well done. So They're absolutely well done. So I don't, I don't buy that excuse when people say that. Mm-hmm. I just watched uh, Moonshot today. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, again, not made for me. No. Loved it. Yeah. I've watched Love, Simon. Not great for me. Loved it. Love Simon so, is a really good movie. I really like that movie. So, there's a movie so, called I mean, Band-Aid with Adam Pally and Zoe Lister-Jones, directed by Zoe Lister-Jones. Not for me. It's a fucking awesome movie. I love watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mitchell's yeah. versus Machines. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Loved that. it. So, yeah, I love that movie. Justice League. So. Oh, wait. I hated that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So... Uh, out of, <laughs> out of out of five spears to the chest, what do you give this episode? Uh, I'm not pulling punches. I'm giving this a two. I, I was thinking a two and a half. Uh, no, this is a two. And I think the two is only because of there's some strong parts there. And Oscar Isaac has just done a bang up job. That's it. So, so since I'm the curmudgeon old man of the two of us by two whole days. Um, mm-hmm. I gave it a one. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's fair. That's absolutely fair. And the 100%. only reason I'm going to watch the rest of this series is so I can continue to give it ones. <laughs> because I don't see them being able to write this ship. Not not yeah. even a no, little bit. No, yeah. Well, when I say that, I it's one of those things like you have three episodes. You can change it. You're down six runs in the third inning. You can come back. Again, not, but then, not, not you, when then you look at the who not the, when your bullpen is, uh, you know, a the goat. Tampa Bay Devil Rays. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, well, a, no, they're actually good now. Sorry. I was going to say a, a legit goat, a gecko and, you know, something that doesn't yeah. have arms. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Again, I'm just saying in a in the sense of absolutely they can write the ship. But if I had to bet money on it. Oh, I would put everything on them not being able to do so. Everything. So if that tells you what I think about what's going to come up next, these next three shows, these next three weeks. So sad because they're, this is an interesting, very interesting character. There's a lot of great lore. And again, like Tony's told uh, Peter in Homecoming, you screwed the pooch. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's too bad some of these people don't have a Peter Tingle to realize that they're fucking up. Or someone to just say, what, what is this shit I'm reading? Yeah. What is this? No, we're not putting this on screen. Start over. Yeah, I imagine there's someone there just going, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> How is Stephen going to get uh, out of this? I don't know. 
<laughs> Actually, it would be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Exactly. So, by the way, the Sonic 2 one is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I want to see that movie. I still got to watch the first movie. Anyway, uh, yeah. Let's 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 uh we're gonna do our last topic. This is actually gonna be a pretty short podcast this week, uh, ladies and, and possibly good news here. Uh, story. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. When I saw this video pop up on Thinking Critical's uh, channel with Wes, I watched the first half and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stop watching this because I don't want any more of what Wes is saying to shadow or color my opinion on what's gonna happen here based on what the Variety article is talking about. So I've linked in the show note, it came out today, Warner Brothers, or Warner Brothers Discovery exploring overhaul of DC Entertainment. This is an exclusive to Variety. Um, so the merger has been completed. They closed, uh, it's been a week, uh, less than a week since they've closed on the $43 billion deal. Man, that's a popular number today. I was just about to say, wow. Like, I mean, Elon's trying to buy wow. Twitter for $43 billion. Oh, speaking of, just kind of uh, aside, um, so I guess some Saudi prince owns a whole bunch of uh, Twitter. Oh, I saw and that he burned in. He, he said, he said, I don't believe the proposed offer by Elon Musk for oh, $54.20 oh, $54 per share comes close to the intrinsic value of Twitter given its growth prospects. Twitter hasn't grown in three years. Um, being one of the largest long-term shareholders of Twitter, Kingdom, KCH, and I reject this offer. Um, Elon, just with the masterful Twitter game. Interesting. Just two questions, if I may. How much Twitter does the kingdom own directly and indirectly? And what are the kingdom's views on journalistic freedom of speech? Because um, if you recall, um, didn't the Saudis kill a journalist that they kidnapped in America? Uh, hmm. I believe so. I, I do. I do believe that's a thing. And aren't 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 like women second class citizens in in Saudi Arabia? I, be, I believe they just yeah. got the 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 ability to drive. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, for all of these people who love to virtue signal about shit, shouldn't you be a little more upset that a Saudi prince uh, owns five point two percent of the company? Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that guy can go fuck himself. Yes. This is correct. So with a rock or whatever. A gold bar? <laughs> I mean, he's a Saudi prince, so he's rich, right? Yeah, he has plenty of those. So, see, it's people like this that are like, okay, maybe we should just like go straight nuclear and like just literally go nuclear power only and get rid of like gas as fuel and just use petroleum to make stuff and just take all that mm -hmm. take all that oil from alaska um mm -hmm. you know make nice with russia like be like okay like you know we get it ukraine it's it's fine just leave them alone just go go back across your border they're not doing anything they don't bother anybody they're really just a money laundering state for nancy pelosi and joe biden so <laughs> Just forget about that. Among we'll, others. We're going to deal with that. We'll deal with that. We'll deal with those criminals. You go deal with your criminals and shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of honorary today, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. All right. So this is very exciting news. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start reading 
And when you feel like you want to chime in, just start talking and I'll shut up. All right. Okay. The new note, the new owners of all things Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are exploring an overhaul of DC entertainment. Multiple sources close to the situation told variety. Now, to be fair, it should really say the new owners of all things Batman because over 50% of DC's current comic books are Batman related. They either star Batman or are starring someone from the Bat family or have Batman in them as like a team member or have a Bat family member as a team member. Over 50%. All right. That is crazy. And then you look at what they're doing with Wonder Woman right now. It's an event that nobody's reading because it's crap. They killed Diana for a while and tried to bring in this Naomi Joker. Um, Not the Joker, just clown, not the clown. Anyway, um, and then Superman <laughs> is off on World World. And actually, if you guys aren't reading Action Comics, it's actually really good right now. I think it starts at like 1035 and through current. Okay. It's a really good story arc. It's on War World. He's like being a gladiator. It's kind of World War Hulkish, but like. I was about to say, is this like World War Hulk? No, it's almost? not though. Um, it's like ish, but like it, it also harkens back to our worlds at war um, from the mid 2000s. But like Superman has three books. And one of them is his gay son that nobody reads. Nobody reads. And he doesn't actually save people. He just protests and makes out with dudes. And they're de-aging him. So I guess Tom Taylor's a groomer? And I, and I, I will give Tom Taylor credit, though. I've been reading Seven Secrets. And I really like, I really yeah. enjoy that. I mean, Tom Taylor's not a bad writer. I'm really just being, yeah. again, being honored. Well, I mean, he, like, the, so, yeah, I, yeah, I know. But so continue but, but on. Here, here's the thing is with this, like, Superman is the best selling comic book in the history of comics. And they're doing nothing with the character. Um, I believe it's like issue or episode like 154 or 174 or something like that. I did a whole thing with, with, with your predecessor about how to fix the DC universe. I feel, like I, was, I, I feel what, like I need to, four, that was like four, four years, years ago. ago. I feel like I need to submit this to, to discovery and be like, Hey, look, like I don't need to run this. I don't even need credit for it. Just like. This is an idea. Let someone who's actually like talented at putting together comics like Chuck Dixon, like, you know, steal some of this idea and, and run with it. Like, I don't even I don't even want money for it. I just want good comic books again from my favorite characters. Yeah. Like this, honestly, the last five years of not buying Green Lantern comics has kind of sucked because like I love Green Lantern. And I don't read Green Lantern anymore. I don't read The Flash anymore. I don't read Teen Titans anymore. All right. It's been less than a week since Discovery closed its $43 billion deal for Warner Media, joining one of the largest producers of reality programming with one of the most venerable entertainment brands under the new moniker of Warner Bros. Discovery. David Zasloff, the CEO of the combined companies and top leadership, have been toying with the idea of turning DC into its own solidified content vertical, the sources said. The move would potentially affect DC feature films uh, development in the Warner Brothers Pictures Group's streaming series at Warner Brothers Television and the creative arm, creative arm within DC proper. All in, um, all in an effort to have, and I love this part, 
all in an effort to have disparate elements more closely aligned in order to maximize the value of the superhero stable. One often sees punching up against Marvel. All right, I'm, I'm just going to read that. Like, in order to maximize the value of the superhero stable, one often sees as punching up against Marvel. DC Comics right now is doing what Marvel did about four, three or four years ago with the all new, all different, where it's like, oh, now Iceman's gay. Oh, this is this character is a girl now. This characters, these characters are de-aged. We pulled the original X-Men from the 50s and we killed off some of the original, like the older versions of them, right? Right. That's that that's what this is what DC is doing right now. And it's like, why? Like, why? Like, I'm sorry, the DC characters are far more recognizable than the Mar Marvel characters uh, as a whole. Yeah, as a whole. Right? Uh, and like again, Spider-Man Spider is Spider-Man. Um, it's it to me, like, the, I think if you look at it as far as recognizable characters, it goes Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Punisher, Captain America, Wonder Woman, probably yeah. in that order. Now. Now, this is the thing with that, I will say, and we've talked about this before, like, I don't know if on air or off air. When you count the MCU and what the MCU has done, that dynamic absolutely has changed True. in the sense of non, you know, people, normies, basically, <laughs> are going to say, oh, yeah, that's Thor. And, and again, still Cap, oh, not Cap, but still Batman and Superman are still wholly recognizable because, again, They've been around. I mean, and again, if you talk about going to other countries and say, okay, what is this? Oh, that's Batman. Oh, that's Superman. And the fact that we've had this, and I'm, when I say this, I'm talking about specifically what hasn't gone on in the DCEU, the fumbles they've made there, let alone what they've done with the comics. And I don't, I think it gets a little bit, I'll, I'll wait a bit because I think this article might expand upon what you just said a little bit more. And then I'll, chime in then oh, okay uh the move would eventually uh did I no i didn't read that um oh yeah i did okay so uh <laughs> before the merger closed zaslav vetted candidates with experience in creating and nurturing blockbuster intellectual property with the goal of potentially finding someone to serve as a creative and strategic 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 words are hard czar Similar to what Marvel has in Kevin Feige. Let's not mirror Kevin Feige. Like if we could get Kevin Feige from 2009 through 2014, sure. But current Kevin Feige, fuck off. Um, one of those candidates has included Emma Watts, a former top film executive at 20th Century Studios in Paramount, but does not. Uh, but it does not appear Watts will take the job. One insider suggested, ugh, stupid ads. Uh, that Zaslav was less interested in finding a creative guru, guru more eager to hire someone who had the type of business background needed to keep all the different factions at DC working more harmoniously. So Jim Lee right now is the person who's supposed to be doing this as the publisher of DC Comics, right? Jim Lee does is has no business doing this. Jim Lee's value is an artist. Yes, I love Jim Lee art. Jim Lee is a love fantastic Jim artist. Jim Lee is a very nice yeah. man by all yeah, accounts. Yeah, right. From what I've so, seen, yes. I'm not. I'm not going to bag too much on Jim Lee, but Jim Lee should have said thank you, but I'm not qualified for this job. Right. 
Like more people need to do that. Like I, I do that all the time. Like if I get offered something, I'm like, I'm not qualified for that. Here's a person who's better for that. Mm-hmm. I constantly do that. Anyway, um, insiders believe uh, say that Zasloff believes that the success of the merger, um, one that has left the company highly leveraged, will rest in no small part on unlocking the full potential of DC Comics' universe of characters. Discovery insiders believe that although DC has achieved cinematic success with recent films such as Aquaman and The Batman, it lacks a coherent creative and brand strategy. Truth. Discovery believes... yes. Yeah. Uh, Do do, do you have anything else to add? Oh, no, I was just saying absolutely that's the truth. Yeah, just like I told you, I was going to shut up and let you talk. So, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Discovery believes that several top-shelf characters such as Superman have been left to languish and need to be revitalized. This is 100% true. When you're taking and you you have a Superman, an actor who, who won, embodies a lot of what Superman is just as a man, right, in Henry Cavill. Being a good, being the good man that he is or seems to be, um, and wants to do the role and is excited to do the role, and then you're like, oh, now we're gonna do a black one, we're gonna do a black Spider Man, we're gonna get a racist named Tanahisi Coates to to write a script, which he still hasn't done, so uh, hopefully that's dead in the water, uh, and we're gonna get franchise killer J.J. Abrams in here to start mucking around and fucking shit up, um, okay. Uh, they also believe that projects like Todd Phillips' Joker are a shining example how second-build characters from D- the DC library can and should be exploited. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is another example. I'm going to disagree with this. Like, I mean, they, I mean, I'm sure they can believe that all they want. And yeah, the Joker made a billion dollars, but that wasn't the Joker. That was like that was an interesting Elseworlds story that I still think, in more deft hands of a, of a better director, could have been great and should have been the opening salvo to something where, you know, this was the Joker's origin story. Mm-hmm. Batman so, is a part, like, you know, Batman's not a little kid. You know, Batman is, is a part of this, and, and you know, he just, like, wasn't there. And and the, the way you move forward with that is Batman has to deal with the fact that he wasn't there and the Joker created all this chaos and violence. Yeah. As far as... um. Harley Quinn goes. I'm over Marlo, Margot Robbie's Harley, Harley Quinn. She's had she's had three ch- chances to play it. She's done a great job every time, but it's been three different versions of Harley Quinn. Yeah. So I uh, the one thing I, and it it doesn't say I don't think it says it in this article, but in there was an another article that uh, a, a video watched uh, I saw and they mentioned about they made mention about having an Elseworlds secondary kind of movie line but not got kind of doing one of those elseworld type movies every few years which i think that would absolutely work um i like i look i liked the joker uh, i know you didn't i liked it i didn't think it was there were some people calling it like our buddy tim pool calling it one of the most important movies ever yeah, or something stupid a like that fucking idiot whatever anything that but has to, like, no i've tim pool's little pop culture like you know not little like you know what yeah. I, I wish we had the audience of his little stupid pop culture uh podcast or whatever but he hired people who have no idea what they're talking about yeah it, and again it's not just him that said that though there were other people that said that and again i don't what i'm saying is i i thought the movie was fine I didn't think it was Oscar worthy like some people some people believed and tried to build it up to. 
as far as using Elseworld type stories, again, I am on the I am one of those people that I like the idea of an Elseworld slash multiverse. Right. However, what happens with that? And because people say, uh, you know, there are some people, you know, you say multiverse is lazy. No, it's not. It's not lazy. The problem is you get writers that are lazy and writers that are I don't that aren't up to their craft that don't know how to use it right. So they make it look like they're being lazy because they just don't have the talent to do a story that's captivating. Right. Using an Elseworlds or using a multiverse. That's what it is. It's not the multiverse itself. It's the way that these writers use it. The way, and... the way Elseworlds has been done historically in DC Comics has been fantastic. You get things like The Nail, right? Where it's what, like Ma and Pa Kent got a flat tire and Superman is raised by the Amish. That's very interesting. It's so cool, right? Um, yeah. So was Red Sun an uh, Elseworlds type graphic novel? Uh, yeah. Or was, yeah, Red Sun, yeah, that is where he landed in Russia, yeah. So, but like, but now, see, see, now it's not necessarily a multiverse, it's an omniverse, and so everything is canon now. And the whole point of Elseworlds in a multiverse is that other stuff, the multiverse is not canon. That's not part of any ongoing stories. It's just a fun... I think that's version. how it should be. And yeah. that's how it should be. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, uh... DC has started to go uh, started to figure out ways for its big screen films to inspire more streaming content. Recent examples include the Hobo Max show Peace Crapper, which was a spinoff of The Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, as well as an upcoming planned series on Colin Farrell's The Penguin and Gotham City's Police Force. I guess that's from The Batman, um, which I'll watch. A little pretentious. Yeah, right. Well, it's like the Ohio, the Batman, the, the suicide Ohio squad, State. the yeah. Ohio State fucknuts. Um, <laughs> but the company believes that DC must do more to grow its approach to comic book fare, including bolstering gaming under Walter Hamada, who probably should be drawn and quartered for what he's done. Um who took over DC films from John Berg and Jeff Johns in 2018, the unit has achieved more consistency in terms of both critical and commercial reception to the company's movies. He's under contract until the end of 2023, at which time he'll be drawn and quartered and could play an important role in whatever Zasloff has planned. Again, if Zasloff keeps Walter Hamada around, he should probably be drawn and quartered along with him. Absolutely. I don't think there's any chance he does. If he if he's talking the game, he's talking right. as far as right. what he wants to do. There is no way this guy is a, a second over. The second his contract is over, Dude, he's just gone. Buy him out. He's now. out the just, door. Just buy him out. Yeah, buy him out. Like, just, go. just yeah. Don't even wait till 2023. You've got, dude. You've got, you've got a year in 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 whatever eight months. Go fucking hang on on a man. I'm cursing a lot. Uh, <laughs> go, go hang on. How dare you? <laughs> go, go hang out on an island somewhere and just leave everyone alone. Like, never work in, never work in film again. Um, all right. Uh, then it says here, Zaslav has pledged to find $3 billion in synergies in the newly merged company, a signal of how important cost-cutting will be to Warner's new owners. Mining DC's library of characters could help control spending as Warner Bro Brothers Discovery owns the underlying intellectual property, insiders say. All right, so there has been rumors for years that they don't want to make comic books anymore. They want to do like 
these YA novels and things like that, but those don't really sell. They don't, they're not critically like acclaimed. Like I actually get every single one of those for us to review. And I say no Mm -hmm. every single time after reading the first two chapters. Oh, that bad. They're just not good. I mean, and it's, it's like, it's like, it's not even, they're not for us. They're not even for Haley. Yeah. This is people say, think why. And they think stuff like hunger games where, yeah, it's there's for, a, it's a wider it's audience. It's called yeah, it's called Outliers. A Hunger Hunger Games, the success of Hunger Games is an outlier mm-hmm. for a lot of these. And again, I've it's read Twilight. some why some very yeah, yeah, I've read some very good YA novels yeah. uh and and series like The Throne of Glass and 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 like by Sarah J Moss. Like there are some good ones out there, but to say that's what you want to focus on when for 80 plus years or however I don't even know how long DC's been around. 80 years. Dude. They've been around for 80 years. Yeah, 80, 80 years. 80 years. And now you want to just kind of flip the script? Yeah. That makes no sense. So so there have been rumors that like maybe they'll license out like let like companies like IDW like get the license to Batman or, or whatever. Like not that they would ever do that. Um, and then image with their stupid union now. Uh, I'm, and I sorry I did air quotes when I said union there. But yeah, it's just like the, the DC IP, the DC Comics intellectual property, is the most valuable intellectual property on the planet, hands down, because of what what it entails and the 80 years of storytelling that comes along with it. But they have not, the, the people who have been in charge since really Denny O'Neill died, um, have not been stewards of, of this of this franchise, have not protected it, have not nurtured it, and have not grown it. Um, so the last pro, the last comment, uh, paragraph here. Uh, upcoming DC film projects include the sequel to Zachary Levi's Shazam, a sequel to Jason Momoa's Aquaman, or Water Black Panther, if you will. Um, the long-awaited franchise start, uh, started Black Adam with... Uh, you know, The Rock, and a third installment of Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, which I can't believe they're doing a third one after how bad that second one was. If you notice what was not mentioned in here once. Man of Steel? Superman? Flash. Flash. Oh, well, that's even more so because Flash is... I think it's... They're done filming, or are they doing reshoots? Uh, I, and do I, not, I do not know. And and we, again, we talked we talked about this as far as our thoughts on the Flash. Uh, we we both think it, they should just you know write that movie off they and should, never they should the scrap it day. and they should make a profit from the insurance and yes. um just move on. Like they they yeah. don't need to do Flashpoint. Honestly, like if the Batman is as good as you said it was, and that that people are saying, like I hate like like I don't want them to kick off a franchise based on a standalone movie. Right. But like, you know, that could be like a whole goth Gotham by gaslight type of a, a thing that they do there where they could do a fun little like Jack the Ripper type modern day story with Batman use Zaz or, you know, uh, when would they use Zaz and fucking birds of prey? Um, I forgot they did. Yeah. Anyway. So, I mean, like you, there's, there's a bunch of characters they could use. I would love to see them do firefly in a character. Um, as a character in one of these movies. But all right, so here here's my thoughts cuz like I'm definitely the DC guy between the two of us, right? Mm-hmm. Everything they have in production right now. Everything. 
including Superman and Lois, should be on the table to be cut. Well, if you're if you're going to start over, you have to do that. That's not, I mean, it just in business in itself. Right. If if you're being honest, you have to say we have to look at everything. We're not going to say, okay, this is doing well, so we're not going to look at. We have to look at it because it even if it's doing well, it might not fit the the mold of what you're trying to go for, and so you might have to retool it. So yeah, you're right. Everything has to be uh, on on you know under a microscope basically, and say, hey, we have to make some tough decisions. One of the things in the other in in the because it was clownfish TV video and it kind of got me worried. And then you kind of what you just said, it, it makes sense, though, where they said they want to be more focused in having their TV properties, streaming properties and their movie properties line up. Right. Pretty much like the MCU has done with their uh, not agents of shield or in humans, but what they've done with their Disney plus shows. Yeah and how it relates to the MCU movies. Yeah. Now, that, that would suck because if they did that, it would make more sense, especially if they're looking at Henry Cavill, which you absolutely need to because I love the guy. But what where does that leave something like you, Soups and Lolo? You need, to, but again, you need to wipe the slate clean. All new actors, all, you know, like yeah. everything. But here's the thing. is As much as we love Superman and Lois, um... The first two episodes broke a million, right? Uh, episode of this three, season. Of this season, yeah. Okay. Uh, episode okay. three was nine hundred thousand, and then seven hundred eighty thousand, seven hundred ninety thousand, seven hundred sixty thousand, seven hundred seventy thousand, eight hundred thousand, and six hundred eighty thousand for the most recent episode, and back in March, and it's on hiatus for. Until two weeks. two weeks, yeah, and again, and when it comes th- back, that's it's an- probably going to be lower than six hundred thousand. And, and again, this is an this is another thing where they have to look at: Are we doing the best thing by our properties by keeping them on a sh- on a channel like the CW, right. or should we be, uh, a, a, should we be leveraging HBO Max for these properties? And again, this yeah. is another thing we've said: HBO Max is the best bang for your dollar for streaming service. Hands yes. down. And if they're going to add all the Discovery Plus content into that, and I can watch DC stuff and HBO stuff and Tiny Houses, I'll probably cancel <laughs> everything other than that. Like, I, what else do I need to watch? Like, throw AEW on there and, like, yeah. I'll, I, I'd even pay more money. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And... There, I, I I do believe that with the, you know adding Discovery Plus into this, they are take they're going to take a hard look at some of the things that they have on again basically the Flash, which should have been off the air four years ago. Yeah, that and way. and the show that yeah, and then in the show that's both critically and and you know I was just looking at the Rotten Tomatoes, it's the critic the average tomato meters eighty nine and eighty three for Soups and Lolo. Right. But again, you have to look at okay, is this show good? Are, are we doing right by it? Or like you said, do we need to just say, Hey, cut bait and start from the ground up. Like, and that's what those are the questions they're going to have to ask each themselves as aesthetically perfect as Gail Gadot or Gail Gadot, Gail Gadot, whatever is as wonder woman. Those movies are so unbalanced. The first movie was good for the first two thirds of it. The last third was a muddy CGI 
vomit fest. Um, 1984 is garbage. The first five minutes were good. That's about it. Well, but then, but, but then they had the second opening with it. Like, yeah. That was the problem. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, wait, no, wait, no, that wasn't. No, this isn't the opening of the film. We're yeah. really going to do, you know, like that, that scene with her as the kid in the Amazon uh, on Themyscira. That was the perfect tone for Wonder Woman. And then they completely flubbed it up by, like you said, having that second opening in the shopping mall with a completely different tone. Right. But like that first scene is how the first movie should have opened. Yes. Plain and simple. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add? I mean, I don't have anything, so if you I don't are, have anything else nice yeah. to say. So anything else yeah. you want to add, go ahead. Well, if you're looking for a fun time, you know, just of insanity, I did. We did go see Ambulance last weekend, a Michael Bay movie where it's absolutely Michael Bay at his most Michael Bay. <laughs> he went full <laughs> like Bay. You movie. never go full Michael yeah. Bay. After the movie, Jess was like, "That was really loud." Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> and some of the and and some of the stuff that happened in the movie, I was like, "Understand?" I had to say, "This is Michael Bay. Michael Bay doesn't do anything half-assed." Yes, yeah, so. The spleen, uh, like the vein, at least to the spleen, is about the size of a, you know, a, of a of a smartphone or whatever. Yes, we know that's not true in real life, but yeah, it's absolutely Michael Bay. I wish he would have toned his Michael Bayness down, maybe twenty percent. Mm-hmm. And but for just a one, you know, a one off, you know, two. And again, it was two hours long, which it shouldn't have been two hours. A, a one off thrill ride where you do it's not it's literally nonstop. To be honest, it is nonstop. It's a, it's fun. It's one of those things I'll watch when it comes on streaming sometime. But I, it's not a movie I would buy. But it's sure. absolutely a movie I would check out again yeah, uh, on streaming. I'll probably watch it when it hits streaming. So anyway, cool. Um, yeah. So Moon Knight sucks. <laughs> uh, there's hope for DC. Ezra Miller needs to be fired and and go through some, some hardcore therapy probably to, to, you know, try to be a better human if at all possible. But yeah. Sorry for all the cursing this week. Yeah. Bad Brian. I know. I've, I've, you know, it's, yeah, right. How dare you? I've, uh, <laughs> I've been so good lately about like not, dude, I dropped an F-bomb in the meeting at work today. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, I don't have to live a PG-13 life for, like, most of my week. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. On that note, we went way longer than I thought. We're at 55 minutes. So, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about the MCU next week. Uh, leading up to um, Doctor Strange and the Multitude of Madness. So, Yes, I know it's not Multiverse. called Monty. I know. <laughs> I know. The only thing I'm looking forward to that is having um, Elizabeth Olsen back in the, you know, the Scarlet Witch crown. Yeah. With, with her Sokovian accent as well. Is she going to have the accent? Yeah. If you watch the trailer. Uh, when she, not, at least when I she's in I the... Can't, I can't watch the trailer. I'm, I'm, on, uh, I'm on Blackout. I just, I don't, like, no. Uh, I, I'm... I'm that's why I enjoyed Morbius, is because I only watched the first trailer. 
that's all I did. I only watched the first trailer of Morbius. But so anyway, cool. On that note, thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons who are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.